As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. From the shores of Malibu, where the waves are pumping, to the Great Wall of China, and back to the streets of New York City, where the UFC is coming. We are live. This is It's Time Radio, the show we talk about what you think about, but be afraid to voice. Do not worry. We will voice it for you. We talk about everything on It's Time. It's No Holds Barred Radio, folks. And I'm here with my co-host, my producer, TJ DeSantis. TJ, how are you? I'm good, Bruce. How are you? I'm good. I'm, I'm much better than I was last week and definitely much better than I was two weeks ago. But, um, you know, I want to have the show with you uh, by ourselves today. I could have guests on, but honestly, there's UFC uh, events happening here, a huge event on Saturday. I think we had to break it down, talk about that. We'll go over some stories in the news. Uh, I just want to let everybody know that uh, after I broke the news about COVID last week on the show, um, Dana, <laughs> I was keeping it quiet except for the show. And Dana let out at the press conference that I wasn't there in Abu Dhabi because of COVID, which immediately got coverage everywhere from Yahoo Sports to Sports Illustrated to uh, Barstool Sport, you name it. And, you know, the story got out, which I really appreciate all the love and all the uh, reactions I got, the thousands of messages and texts and everything. And it's nice to be loved, TJ. It's nice to be loved. It's nice to have people send me best wishes. And I just want to take this moment to thank everybody for your kind wishes and your concern. I'm certainly not the only one getting COVID in this world. It seems like it's hitting a lot of uh, people in the news as far as celebrity factor or whatever, which again, I hate that word, but you know, Jason Momoa has it. Bon Jovi's got it. Uh, I will tell you one thing, TJ, that locally it's been quiet in the schools, but Kristen's noticing now it's picking up in the schools again. Kids are getting COVID at school. Yeah, I mean, I I hate to say it. We talked about this with uh, Dr. Davidson probably almost a year ago at this point where he said it's just not going to go away. There's going to be ups and downs and ebbs and flows and and new variants and all of that stuff. And as you know firsthand, doesn't necessarily uh, mean anything if you're vaccinated either. You just still got to go out there and be as careful as you can. And, uh, you know, it is what it is. No, you got to. But I will tell you that, you know, one thing. I think people experience off this, like for instance, it was Halloween this weekend, right? Right. So, um, my friend Kitty had a, had a uh, comedy night at her, uh, undisputed fight Academy dojo where everybody was distanced and, you know, pu- uh, air purifiers working and mass optional, whatever. But, uh, you know, they had a nice show, maybe 20 intimate, 20 people, whatever. So I went and had a great time. And then I went to a little costume affair at a local house here in the backyard. Again, like 20 people separated mm-hmm. distance, you know, had a nice time. But, you know, you feel guilty after that. It's like it's like you feel weird. Yeah. Does that make sense at all? No, no, for sure. Because uh, it, it's you didn't do anything wrong. It's not taboo. But no. at the same time, you know that these are little spoiled things in life that you don't necessarily have to do you don't really need to do them but you want to do them and here's here's the real key to it all bruce you do need those things because if you don't have those things in your life 
you go nuts. I mean, there are a lot of people that have been locked down for, you know, well over a year at this point that really haven't left at all that are, you know, immunocompromised people. I would love to know how they're doing mentally because I don't think it's that great. I think the mental toll of being isolated is a lot harder than dealing with some of the physical risks that you have uh, by, by going out. And, uh, yeah, like I, I can see why you sort of feel guilty or, or wrong going out because technically do you have to do it? Should you do it? Maybe not, maybe, but I know, Bruce, for a fact, if you don't do it at some point, you're going to have a breakdown. It's as, it's as simple as that. Well, I mean, I've avoided, I, I agree with you. And, and when you say breakdowns, it's not like I was going to break down or no, anything. No, but, but you I, know what I mean. Like, there's there mentally, are, we're social creatures. I'm hearing more stories, parents with their kids about depression. And uh, uh, just had a friend of mine, a very, very good friend of mine, his close friend, just committed suicide last night. Oh, I'm you know, sorry to hear blue. that. I mean, whether it was COVID related or not, but people are going through heavy stuff. Yeah. You know? No, I mean, but we talk about it on the show all the time. This right. The pandemic yeah. and being home and not being social. Well, but when you got to be social, you got to be smart. Well, do you remember all the domestic issues that came up at the first half of the the, the pandemic where, you know, men and women and, and I shouldn't limit it to men and women, just people. Uh, that were in relationships that were forced to be around their partners, uh, you know, for prolonged periods of time because, you know, they weren't getting out of the house. They found out where they were and where they maybe weren't with their relationships. You know what I mean? And um, it, it's tough. Everything plays a, a factor on our, you know, mental health and, and our home lives. There's pluses and minuses to both situations. You know, being single like I am, you know, as far as living, you know, living by myself the way I do, you know, even with friends i get a friends over every night come on now being single means you have more people in your house than if you were in a relationship i think yeah. that's what that means uh pre-covid yes and I, and I don't even mean like you know multiple partners i'm no, saying I know what you mean i'm yeah, just saying yeah. like like when you're a single guy you tend to have friends over you know like i i've lived in my house now for uh well over a year and i haven't had anybody over to it you know well, it's just, as the saying goes stay single your pockets will jingle uh during the pandemic is another issue. I disagree with that. Stay single and your pockets will jingle. No, a, I, I mean, my, bro my brother, Brian always jokes about that, but you know, again, that's, that's up for a question. <laughs> I mean, you're going out there and you're doing things. I mean, I never saved more money than when I stopped dating, to be honest with you. Oh, I think it's just a question again, off subject of if you want to have God forbid in a divorce, <laughs> that's what it means. Stay single. Oh, you see, I never thought that grim. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a joke. It's a it's a bad. Right, I mean, I'll, I'll listen to the guy who, uh, you know, has been almost divorced twice, but never married. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Who's that? Oh, that's wow. you. That's you. That's <laughs> okay. you, buddy. Well, you know what? I don't. I don't want to dwell too much on the COVID thing because I want to stay positive with our, you know, show today. But uh, I just, I'm going to share with you right now. It's like I often wonder, as safe as I am, mm -hmm. as safe as I was, because I'm at these events, and because the whole thing about armor of vaccination, it doesn't prevent you from getting it. It just prevents you from you know, winding up in the hospital, right? Not they, as getting it as bad as, as yeah. they say. I don't even know if that's necessarily true at this point, because we've heard plenty of stories there. It depends on the individual. I mean, I do yeah. feel that the vaccination definitively helped me. Who knows what it would have been like, considering what I went through those first four or five I, days. I still think it has a lot to do with our genetic makeup. I think that some people are more susceptible to, to worse case than, you know, others. And knock on wood that you're not one of those people, whether or not it's the vaccine that got you through it or just your overall uh, way that you've taken care of your body. I mean, that is all it's, up for debate. But I, I'm sorry. Like, I, I just it's hard for me to not think that your body isn't more prepared for it, having had battled it to a much lesser degree by being vaccinated. I agree. I agree. All of the above apply.
you know, all of the above apply. Bottom line is I got through it. Um, How bad but, was it? Be honest with me. Oh, the first four days is horrible. Really bad. Like, yeah. like, give me a one to 10 rating and don't be like uh, macho about it. No, no. I mean, I, I have a high pain threshold, but I, you know, my, my whole body, it's like fluish, you know, my whole body. So it was aches. like, it was the flu. Was it the worst flu you'd ever had? It was, I hadn't had the flu. I haven't had the flu in years. Right. So all I know is, I mean, every time. Have I you ever had the flu? Like, honestly, like been years uh, ago. like tested years. and test positive for influenza? Yeah, years ago. Yeah, because like, I've you know, only had it one time, and I thought I was dying, Bruce. Like, I legit thought that I was dying. I had to lay on my basement floor uh, in Minnesota, like, basically with all my clothes off to try to get my temperature to break. Well, that, you know, the temperature, luckily, didn't get above, like, uh, 102.7 or so. That, that's um, still, people under, like, okay, let's just call it 103. That's still a pretty bad fever. Yeah, it was, a, it was, I actually did a UFC one time with, like, 103 plus fever. See, that's the other thing, too. My my friend Tom, who listens to the podcast, was talking to me about this, and he said, so it must have been pretty bad for Bruce to not go. And I said, I don't know how bad it was for Bruce, but I would I would tell you that if it weren't a pandemic and he weren't worried about getting other people sick, he'd be there. I think you would have been there. I think if it was up to you and it wasn't about the safety of others, you would have gone to work. That's a that's a variable in the in the uh, decision making process. But the other thing was, is that I didn't want to hold up the UFC. Right. I felt so bad those first four or five days thinking, how am I going to get on a plane in right. another five days, you know, or six days? Yeah. And I didn't want to hold the UFC up. It's like, what if I couldn't get on and they didn't have a backup? They didn't right. make an arrangement right. like they made with Joe to go. There's not fair to hold up. A right. Major, well, it's not like they can just throw production. Joe on a plane and get him there in two hours either. It's not just a, a trip to no, Vegas. It's, you know, you know, across the world. No, and thank you, Joe, for your stepping in, as you always have, uh, whether you're scheduled for it or whether you're filling it for me. But this is the first show I've ever turned down. Do you know how hard it is for me to do that? Right. Yeah. Cal, Cal Ripken streak is over. You know, it's just uh, but that's well, okay. you got to set the bar somewhere, Buffer. You know, you got to you got to let someone else, maybe even yourself, break it. I don't know if you can go another 20 some odd years at this point, but uh, you know. I don't know about another 20 some odd years, but easily another 10. Um but, you know, the other thing, the other part of the equation, why I chose not to go and why it was best is, hey, I wanted to rest my body. I wanted to be 100 percent. Right. Do you my, feel 100 percent? Do you feel like restored? I feel like 90 plus. OK, well, that's good, because, I mean, we've talked about this in the past. People that we know that are great athletes and phenomenal caretakers of their bodies. Uh, it takes a long time for them to start to feel 100 percent. So the fact that you're in the 90s, that's that's good. TJ, the good thing was it didn't get in my lungs, knock on wood. Right. I mean, it got in. Right, but it right, didn't right. get bad. And right, you, you, you never had any sort of like uh, panic about your ability to breathe or anything. I got a little worried at one point when I was feeling congestion building up in my chest, wondering where it's going to go because I've experienced, like an example with my mom, where you know it started here and all of a sudden she's getting carted off to the hospital that night right. for pneumonia. So you never know how fast it can react, no matter how old you are. And with all the horror stories out there, sure, the you know it, the thought sets in. All I could do was do everything I could to take care of myself. Um, no, I never thought I was in verge going to the hospital. I was just dealing with it and, and, uh, quarantining myself for safety. But another reason is too, you continue to test positive potentially after the 10, 14 day quarantine period. Right. When you're, when your contagion stops, if you're yeah. not having symptoms. Yeah. Um, Have you tested clean yet? Yeah. I tested clean, uh, two, three days ago, but I tested positive after my 14 day quarantine. Right. Yeah. Right now. What if I'm in, you know, you gotta, you gotta show the airlines your, your, your test. What if I'm in Abu Dhabi that has rules of their own over there? 
You don't by, have to show the airline. Oh, an international oh, oh. Flight I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. So that's what's funny. I've I've only gone to Mexico internationally, and uh, I've I've never been worried about giving them the test. But I've flown out of Tijuana a couple times, mm-hmm. and when I cross the border by land, you don't have to give them anything. Well, it's the only other, by air. Right. But the other thing is too is that yeah, I would have been protected, and you know Dana White was so cool. He was texting me, you know, anything you need, we're here right, for you. Right. You know, I. Thank you, Dana. Thank you, everybody at UFC. And again, thank you for everybody for your, your care and, and uh, best wishes to me. But um, listen, if an authority says, hey, we just see you're testing positive, we're not going to let you leave. I couldn't take that chance. No, of course not. But that's not the key reason. The key reason was out of courtesy and care to the UFC and the multi, multi-million dollars it takes to put on a production like this. They needed to have somebody there that was set, no problem, ready to go. So I had to opt out. I lost, you know, a lot of money over this period. That's not my concern. My concern is my health and the people around me. Yep. But I'll tell you, now I'm going back out into it again, whether it's a Raider game, UFC. I'm glad in New York, they're going to make everybody wear their masks. I'm still COVID safe proper. I don't want to get this again. Right. Well, right now, I mean, again, you can never, you know, be completely carefree, but you're more immune to it than ever. Yeah, but then the other question is, and I can't answer this because I don't know. I want to find out. Can I come up against somebody who's positive, whether they're asymptomatic or not? It rubs into my system. Am I contagious to others around me? That's a great question. Um, Whether my immunity is through the roof or not. I would think that you can't carry it like that because it it, it needs to survive. You know what I mean? Because like, I, I wouldn't think you could carry a contagious strain of it in your body if you... Uh, have the antibodies to not let it affect yourself. But that doesn't mean that you can't carry it. So I don't, I don't know. I don't know, Bruce. Well, these are, you know, these are questions that I will get answered. But um, let's go ahead and let's talk about, let's get, let's get off COVID. We all know what we have to do here. Again, everybody, please <laughs> stay safe. As like I say, uh, anybody can get it. And I hate saying this, but if I can get it, you can get it. As right. careful as I was, that's all I want to say. That's all yeah. I want to say. Okay. On the positive side, it was Halloween. I hope you all had a great Halloween. We got Thanksgiving coming up. We got the holidays coming up. So let's just look forward to celebrating and enjoying life together as we will in its time leading up to that. Um, UFC 267 was last week. Holy heck, Glover Teixeira. <laughs> oh my gosh. If that's unbelievable, not an example, right? Oh my. Yeah, well, believable yet unbelievable. No, it's unbelievable. I, yeah, mean, I mean, it's believable, but yeah, you're right. It's one of the best stories that I can recall in, in UFC history as far as someone that has paid their dues, fought for a title, come up short, stuck with it. Like, I mean, honestly, if you would have told me that Glover Teixeira would have been a UFC light heavyweight champion for the first time in 2021, just, you know, five, ten years ago, I would have banked my mortgage on that not being the case. I, I agree with you. I agree with you. Um, you know, the other thing is, too, is that it's really not even Randy Couture-ish. Randy Couture was a two or what, three-time? Two-time? Uh, so probably like a three-time heavyweight champion, three. a two-time UFC light heavyweight champion. Yeah, I mean, I think he held three titles, whether it's heavyweight or light heavyweight. It's Again, more than that. It's more than that. But, you know, he was holding the titles. Glover's yeah. been working for 20-some years to yeah. get to the title. Yeah, uh, I think Randy was the oldest champion in UFC history at 43. 
Um, 44? Okay, 44. So he's got a couple years on, on Glover. But but again, like you said, Bruce, like it, 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 I hate to take anything away from Randy because I'm not trying to do that. But like you said, he carried those belts over a long period of time. Yeah. And, you know, he won them. He lost them, won them. Glover, I mean, I, I don't know many people that were still going to ride this bandwagon that Glover Teixeira is going to be a future UFC champion just even a year ago. It's, it's a magnificent achievement, a perfect game plan against the, you know, amazingly brutal, devastating, you know, uh, Jan Blachowicz. I mean, and, got, and, and Blachowicz, he, he tapped so quick, Bruce, which tells you that well, look it, how deep that was. Sunk that's in. what I'm saying. Like, yeah. the, like you cannot mess around with Glover Teixeira. Like, no. And the thing that is amazing about him, and, and I was happy to see it in this fight, he didn't take a ton of punishment from, uh, Jan where he did in, in some of his other fights. And, uh, you know, so that shows me that maybe Glover's here for a while. Maybe he's not going to necessarily run into the same sort of trouble time and time again, and someone's going to take this belt off of him right away. And it sounds like he wants to get back to it pretty quickly. Uh, yeah, he does. But, you know, he's a warrior. There's no question. And um, you know, it was great to see, you know, John, the great John Hackleman, you know, and after years of training yeah. Glover, I'm sure he was just happy as happy can be. Did you Chuck see the reaction Chuck, of Chuck? Chuck Liddell, yeah. Chuck Liddell's training partner and team member, you know, going crazy over it. I love seeing that. I mean, so, they, they kind of avoided a uh, uh, sort of, you know, quandary because Glover was probably ready to fight for a UFC title when Chuck Liddell was a champion, but Glover couldn't get into the UFC due to uh, visa issues. So it would have been really interesting had Glover been active in the UFC's light heavyweight division when Chuck was the, the champion because Glover was going to run roughshod through a lot of those uh, contenders. It's, it's kind of maybe a good thing that they avoided that altogether. Yeah, I forgot about that. You're absolutely right about that. Going on to some other fights here. And again, congratulations, Glover. I, I've known Glover for years. He's a great guy. Yeah, you know? no, he's he's one but of those again, dudes that you feel like definitely deserve it. Yeah, deserve it. And, you know, there's just so many great people, men and women, uh, in mixed martial arts. It's just such an honor to know. It, it's hard not to feel it's good hard. about certain stories, you know, overcoming others. No disrespect to Bohovic, but Glover Teixeira, he's one of the, the good guys. Always super kind and polite to everybody, whether it's fans, media, you know, UFC staffers like yourself. The, the fact that he got his hand raised, you're not going to find too many people upset with that. No, just very courteous and everything. I can name maybe three or four want to call it a-holes or people that weren't like, you know, what I would consider role models in my right. 25 plus years of, of uh, being in the UFC and their names will go unsaid. But at the same time, it's like three or four people out of what? The thousands of fighters right, that right. I've announced. And, right. And but, but at this point, too, though, with with Glover, it's it's now or never. You, you know, if he came up short against Jan, um, it's possible that we never see him fight again because it's. The, the idea of him battling back to a title fight, very difficult. So, it, you know, you, you smile. It's not a rocky story. It's a success story. Yep. And it's it's awesome. Then you have Corey Sanhagen and, and uh, Pitt Jan going at it. And, you know, hell of a fight. But Jan's just proving. I mean, this guy is just yeah. unreal. Yeah. He, Piotr Jan is, I mean, no offense to, to Aljamain Sterling, who still is, you know, the, the champion. He, yeah. you know, he won it the way he did. It's, it's unfortunate the way he won it. But, uh, you know, Peter Yan, I said this uh, all last week, like he, he's the interim champion, but you can't tell me that he might not be or isn't the, the best 135 pounder on the planet. He's there and he's proving it. 
And I uh, can't wait to see him and Aljamain go at it in February, whatever the guesstimate is, yeah. which will probably be, as I'm sure, his next bout is the unification I, for the undisputed title. It depends on Aljo because he's you know going through some neck problems and issues and rehab. Like I don't want to see Aljamain take that fight a second too early. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's got to take that fight. Uh, you know, when he's ready, uh, that's the one thing that is sort of sort of a blessing here uh, w- with Jan being the interim champion is the division is going to go on no matter what. If Aljo's not ready, e- even if they strip Aljo, he's going to fight Jan in his next fight. He has to. I, w- I don't see a world where Aljamain Sterling comes back and doesn't fight Peter Jan right away. Um, and know, so. Knowing Aljamain the way I know him, being the type of um, individual he is, because I really like I really like Aljo a lot. I don't think he'd be, you know, sure. He loves the belt and everything. He has it, but you know, he wants to fight for, he wants to get back against John. He wants to get in there right. and get an undisputed I mean, title. As much as the people say that it was a, a BS way to win the belt. I mean, that wasn't Aljamain Sterling's fault. You know, what is Aljamain Sterling supposed to do? No, I don't want your belt. I'm going to vacate it. No, that's not what you do. It's business. Rules are rules. Yeah. And uh, you know, they, they've got unfinished business and, and they'll settle that as soon as they can. And we'll all be watching. And then you go, you go back. I mean, Dan Hooker in there, you know, what, two weeks, three weeks after he last fought. Yeah. Mark Chavez, he's, he's a beast. He's a beast. But getting back to beast, let's talk about the beast of the night. Okay. If anybody made Ling Jing Liang look like a rag doll tossing yeah. him aside from purposely even carrying him over to Dana the way he did in the constant vocal. Can you believe that? Unbelievable. This, this, <sighs> Chemayev is scary. Okay. Yeah. He's scary. Yeah, I think I think he's probably right now the scariest fighter in mixed martial arts. He might be. I mean, he, he might be. He that when I say that, you know what movie. I mean by that. Yeah. You know, they're, they're all scary. But right, you no, know no. what I mean by that. He's got the momentum. Dominant, yeah. He's been hit four times in four fights, four times in four fights. If I heard that correctly, I, I don't know. I mean, that's what they I, were talking about. It. Like one, 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 one strike thrown at him in four fight each fight for four fights. If I heard that correctly. Yeah. This guy's I mean, style is devastating. I mean, you might want to call him a freeway because he is, you know, one-way traffic. He's just going 100 miles an hour and doing it's his own thing, and you can't really cross him because he'll run right into you. And by the way, when he's running into you and throwing you all around, he's having a conversation with Dana White, apparently. Yeah, yeah. So, Do you hear what he it, said? He's like, I'll fight anybody. Is Brock Lesnar next? I'll fight Brock Lesnar. Yeah. I mean, I used, I, I've heard Conor McGregor say that in his, you know, high well, reign, like I'll fight it. But you right. know what? That's that's good, Connor. But, you know, you're 155 against, you know, right. whatever. Well, Hamza's not going to fight Brock Lesnar either. No, but, no, no. But uh, I mean, I, it's still I, I could there's something about him that I could see him fighting fighters that are bigger than him. You know? I, I mean, he he has this unique set of skills where I don't care if you're much bigger than him, Bruce. Like I, he still might manhandle you like he, he is truly something special. He's a beast. He's a beast. I mean, he yeah. was having he was having a heyday again. Ling Jingliang. One of the toughest cats I've ever seen in the welterweight division, literally being tossed around like a rag doll. That's yeah, all he, I can say. He was forced to go on a humiliating ride, honestly. Yeah, because he's that. a great. I fighter. hate that word, but I understand what you mean by that. Right, but, yeah. uh, and, and and he was humbled in a way where it's just like, dude, you you have to be elite to throw someone around like that, and then basically clown around while you're doing it, like uh, I, I believe uh, Li Jing Liang was number eleven in the world. Uh, coming into that fight, and he did, he didn't look like he was on the same level as Hamzat, who was unranked. So it's like I don't know where he goes from here. But Shemaev was able to capture the attention of the MMA world, you know, a, a year ago, uh, the first time on Fight Island, and uh, he picked up right where he left off. 
Well, Dana White said that uh, he's 100% up for a possible Nate Diaz uh, Chimaya fight. Oh, that's a bad, bad style fight for Nate. Yeah. I I love Nate, but that's that's a tough fight. Everybody I mean, everybody can go get uh, paid. So I guess that's a you know great hey, reason to go. Show me the money. For, show yeah. me, show me Chimaya. Nate's gonna say, "Show me the money." Yeah, show I, him the I, money. I, He's I there. Mean, I don't, I don't like that uh, fight for Nate. But I mean, I'd pay my money to see it. I don't like that fight for Nate, but I love watching Nate fight. That's all. One hundred percent. Yeah. All right. So let's go on to two sixty eight. Okay. I wanted to get better for this show because right now, the octagon, which is the ultimate proving ground for fighters in the world, it's the ultimate proving ground for me as an announcer and a performer in my life, because I got to go back in there Saturday night and prove to the world that I'm still deserve my job after COVID. And well, you know how I am for, every for, night. I'm always that way. I'm for the record, way. you're the only one that is, you know, at all questioning that. Um, but <laughs> you know, it, it's something that, uh, you got to prove to yourself and that's really who, to me. that's who we have to prove anything to is ourselves yeah. at the end of the day. And, uh, bottom line is the world's most famous arena deserves, uh, in my eyes, the world's most famous announcer. Oh, so, thank uh, you. thank you. Thank can't you so wait much. to, uh, see you do it. I'll be there. I, I don't know if I'll I be know. In the excited about it too. Are you going to be in the arena? I don't think so. Uh, there were some issues with our setup. So I think we're going to be somewhere else, but, uh, we'll be around, uh, you know, taking in as much of the, the festivities as possible. And, uh, you know, if I uh, see you, I'll go, hi, Bruce, I know you. And oh, good. You'll just okay. go, uh-huh. Great. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Sounds good. Sure. Come over to my house and we'll talk. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> um, anyway, what, what I'm going to do, by the way, I've got King and Bay is ready. We're doing, going to do a little fashion fun on Saturday. Nice. Um, uh, little new outfit for the show, which I'm we got two jackets to. or what? I plan on doing a duo. All right. We'll All see right. how that see how that works out. I like it. Yep. I mean, this main event card deserves it. You know, going into this main event card, uh, I can't wait to roar for this whole thing. You know, there's 14 fights right now. I hope yeah. none of them fall off. That's a long night. That's a long night for John Anik and Rogan. Oh yeah. Whoever's commentating DC, whoever's Probably working. DC. Yeah. That's a long night for me. Um, but I'm not complaining. I'm just saying, 14 fights is 14 fights. Granted, not like John and and Joe who've got to talk consistently for the seven or eight hour long show. This is going to right. Be. I mean, everybody's bringing the lunch pail that night, though. Oh yeah, I'll have some food on the table. That's yeah. for sure. Definitely gotcha. some honey. Um, but anyway, enough about me. It's all about the fighters, and it's all about the entertainment for the fans. So let's talk about this. The main event, I am so excited for because I think when they fought before, it was one of the greatest fights I've ever seen. Uh, Colby suffering a broken jaw. Kamaru is an absolute beast. Mm-hmm. Kobe is an absolute uh, cardio beast and and high level, high, high, high level. These are two of the highest level mixed martial artists on the planet. That Walter Wade fight, whatever, if the if the dislike between them or from Kobe to Kamaru is for real or if it's, you know, wrestling showboating, whatever it is, the bottom line is. I'm always about see on the field superstar. Once they get in that octagon, I don't care what's been said before. We're going to see one. Hell yeah. Of a fight. And I think both of them know that as well. I, for me, Colby Covington, his shtick, it's, it's Henry Cejudo esque and it works for him and, you know, it makes him money. Uh, that's fine. Uh, the thing about Kamaru though, is every single time that he's won in his last few title defenses and when he captured the belt, he has demanded that people respect him and he feels like he's a bit disrespected. I don't know where that comes from. He's the number one pound-for-pound fighter in the world right now, according to the rankings. Um, I think that might be something that he builds up 
in his head. But one thing I do know is you may argue that Colby Covington is a bit disrespected when you look at the fact that he's not on the pound-for-pound list. He's only lost twice in his career, once to Kamaru Usman, who's number one pound-for-pound. He's not? He's He's fighting for the championship, and he's not on the pound-for-pound list? Well, the the divisional rankings he is. He's the number one contender at 170, but pound-for-pound... He's oh, not on that oh, list. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I think yeah, he you can only on have ten list. people, right? No, so. there's there's like fifteen. Oh, there is. Okay, uh, and I think he belongs on it. But the, the bottom line is, he's going to force his way on it if he can beat Kamaru Usman. And like you said, that that first fight was was incredibly competitive and a fun fight. Uh, unfortunately for Colby, he did break his jaw. But uh, we'll see what happens. I, I think Usman is the deserved favorite uh, coming into this fight, but. Uh, Colby Covington is a, is a difficult challenge for anybody and uh, one that we've seen can go toe-to-toe with Kamara, so it'll be fun. It's anybody's fight. Uh, the edge to, according to the bookmakers, I'm sure is going to Kamara. Yeah, yeah, he's, uh, I think, 3-1 to one favorite, but again... 3-1? Uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Um, I don't bet fights, but I'll tell you right now, as an underdog bet, 3-1? to one? That's, yeah. a, that's a decent play on Colby. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I don't hate it, but we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. That's interesting. I think the over-under round bet is the one to look at. I don't know. I have any idea what that is. But. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what it is either. Um, I, I know that Usman is, is – the, the fight, like when you look at all the props, the the fight that is most likely to end up as a Kamara Usman decision. Um, but uh, I'm sure that the, it's probably over four and a half. In a, it's probably uh, around even money to go over four and a half. Well, best wishes to both these Warriors. I'll be in there giving them the equal opportunity announcement they want to give, and that's right after the, the strawweight title belt before, which I'm so excited about. This Can you believe be... this, though? I mean, this this fight is almost even between Rose Nami Yunus and, and Zhang Wei Li, Bruce, but uh, Zhang Wei Li, who got knocked out in 1 minute and 18 seconds in the last meeting, is a slight favorite over Rose. Like, I don't know. Refresh me. This is the, this is the second time, right? This is the, uh, it's an immediate rematch. They both fought each other uh, last go-around. Yeah, I'm sorry, meeting, I'm, I'm still a little foggy right. at times. It's, a, it's all right. But it's I remember right. that knockout. I mean, you just yeah. I just played that whole vision in my head. Yeah. And she's favored? She's favored. Yeah, but slightly. It's like, it's like minus 115 to minus 105. Oh, okay. That's relatively but, but, even. But, but still, though, it, it's, it's odd to me. I mean, when's the last time you saw someone get knocked out in a fight? They run it back, and they're an immediate favorite. I mean, it doesn't. It doesn't make sense to me. That didn't even happen in Andre Arlovsky and Tim Sylvia. That did. That didn't even. Well, no, I. I take that back. It did sort of happen with Matt, uh, Sarah, and George St. Pierre. GSP was a pretty big favorite in their rematch. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, that was. I mean, no offense to to GSP and and Sarah. Uh, I mean, this wasn't lightning in a bottle that Rose knocked out Zhang Wei Li. No, this oh, totally. Was, you know. This was her catching her, and she's can do it again. Not Listen, too many people are going to say that Matt Sarah could have done that again to, to GSP. Uh, we'll see what happens. I'm, I'm, it's just curious to me that the champion is not getting that uh, respect at the books. Yeah, well, you know what? I spent, uh, after that fight with George, Matt and I hung out after that fight. Mm-hmm. And he was still like, I did that? You know? I yeah. mean, he was so excited. He was, it was, he's so much fun. He's such a great guy. But that night, it's like, even he was like, holy hell, you know? So Right. I mean, again, Which, why not? It should be. I, I just never thought that Matt Sarah would knock out George St. Pierre. In the Nobody thought that. that. Yeah. Nobody thought that. But that's because, uh, You know, armbar? Maybe. That's because Matt had a... Bottle of whiskey. Champ, bottle oh. of whiskey. After. Oh. No, we definitely had drinks after, but 
puncher's chance. Yeah. That's what it's all about. One 100%. punch can change your life. It's true. That's the name of the game, Rose. The name of the game, Matt. And we'll see what happens on Saturday night going into that other bout, the lightweight bout before the co-main event with Michael Chandler and Justin Gaethje. Tell me you're not excited about that fight. Yeah, I'd be lying to you if I said that because that and would Michael be a, a straight-up yeah. lie. And Michael was so honest in his interviews and everything. I mean, he even says it. Gaethje's a scary beast in however words that he put it, you know? Right. And you know Justin feels the same way about Michael Chandler, even oh, if he's not to. articulating it. To. Like, th this fight very well could be a, a number one contender type of fight. Um, I think uh, if if Gaethje wins, it's going to be hard not to put him in, uh, you know, another fight with Dustin Poirier. If Poirier was to get past Charles Oliveira, he's never fought Charles Oliveira. So if Oliveira retains his title uh, against Poirier coming up here in December, that fight yeah. makes a lot of sense. Um, you know, it's going to be harder for Chandler to get another go around with Oliveira if he beats Gaethje and uh, Dobronx beats Dustin Poirier. But, um, you know, I think the winner of this fight is going to walk away looking, you know, pretty good in the upper echelon of those uh, rankings at 155. No question. No question. Yeah, a couple other fights before we go into the news. Uh, you know, Frankie Edgar back for the 45th time in two years. Right. Um, yeah. Love, love watching Frankie fight. One of my favorite fighters and people of, of as we talk about people I've met and worked with right. and created friendships with. Yep. And uh, Frankie's a friend, great family, the whole bit. Marlon Vera, tough fight. Going to can't wait to see that. Bobby Green's back. Ally Quinta. Yeah, that's a great Green. fight. Great it's fight. Great I mean, fight. to me, that's my pick for fight of the night. Honors. We'll see uh, if those two men can uh, deliver. I know on paper they're, they're bangers and they don't go away easily. Uh, we'll see what happens. It's going to be a, a gritty fight and one that's on the prelim. So uh, you don't even have to pay for that one necessarily as long as you got uh, your ESPN Plus uh, subscription. It's going to be uh, one to make sure you're there early for. 14 fights, nine fights on the prelims, five on the main main card. Uh, a lot of East Coast fighters here, obviously benefiting New York. And the, yep. I'm sure ticket sales has got to be sold out or to whatever. I'm not quite sure. You know, Gian Vellante is back. Yep. Um, it's a He's taking on Chris Barnett. And uh, I've called some of Chris Barnett's fights prior to getting to the UFC. Uh, he's kind of like a little bit of Roy Nelson about him. He's a he's a bigger man, uh, right. but super athletic. He's got some some tricks up his sleeve that uh, if you kind of, you know, write him off as, as you know, uh, a fighter that can't do certain things, uh, he might, you know, come up the side of your head with a, a head kick or do some sort of crazy rolling knee bar. Like he's he's got some uh, skills. So that's another fight for free that you should uh, definitely make sure you're in front of the television or uh, in the building early for i'll say it the same thing i say every time there's a great night of fights which seems like every night recently has been a great night of fights without marquee names but if you're a ufc fan you know what's happening on saturday it's ufc 268 unless you're getting married or you know uh, your mom's birthday party or whatever honestly i don't see where, where you no, should be in front no, of the tv watching no. this and people are gonna start getting married on wednesdays now because the ufc keeps bringing it every saturday <laughs> night well, there you go. Then I won't miss any more weddings. There okay. you go. See, it works out for everybody. Yeah, I already missed. You know, Tarek and Heather got it's married. Uh, yeah, I heard, yeah. and and I know you were looking forward to uh, doing whatever you could to be there for him. Well, I, I I provided them with a video and an audio. They said went over great, and I had already well to rehash that weekend. I, right, that's I, the thing. You were supposed to be at a different wedding. I got I, was, I got the two crossed there. Yeah, yeah. Because you're was, supposed to get on the private plane. Yeah, you know, sometimes a lot of money cuts a lot of family ties. You know, you got to really weigh, weigh what you're supposed to do. And I had to be at the Raider game, and I could not, I could not have made the Raider game if I was at the wedding in Santa Barbara. It would have been a real hassle for me to get there. But you know, as it stands out, we all know where I was. Yeah. Um, well, uh, hopefully, hopefully, you know, that's a distant memory, uh, pretty quick. It's all good. It's all good. Okay, let's go over a couple things in the news here. You know, body armor. Looking forward to this for 
punchers or it's time energy drinks or whatever's happening, but body armor, um, Coca-Cola just announced Monday that it, it bought full control of, uh, the sports drink, the sports drink startup. Yeah. Body have, you, armor. have you tried body armor? Uh, it's okay if you haven't. Don't don't lie. Yeah, I mean I know that the, that's the water. Isn't that the water the UFC had around for a while? Yeah, yeah. So they're they're uh, no, they I have tried the UFC. Yeah, I yeah. tried so, their sports drink. So if people haven't tried it, it's it's basically Gatorade, but the base of the drink is coconut water, which yeah. is really the sort of preferable liquid you want to to sort of hydrate yourself. The coconut water, I mean, there are different grades and values of, of coconut water. You can get pretty crappy coconut water. Uh, but I, I will say, if you are truly dehydrated and you grab a body armor, it will work some wonders for you. I, uh, I'm not saying that it's better or worse than Gatorade no, or anything no, like that, but I, I will say that you will be pleasantly surprised. It's not just a, a hokey, gimmicky sort of drink out there, Buff. I've used it. I mean, Body Armor has been nice enough to send me cases of the water and cases of the uh, sports drink. Um, I, again, I a little foggy. I drew a blank there for a second, but I have used it after workouts yeah. and I enjoyed the taste, well, you know. It's, it's hard it's, it's hard to sort of classify it because it, it, it is one drink. There's not a water version and a Gatorade version, but it kind of tastes like coconut water because no, that's it what just, it is. It's, it's, it's got a flavor to it, uh, whether it's fruit, fruit punch or whatever. But like that, that's what I like about it, Bruce. It's, it's flavorful, but it's not something where it's like you're going to get jittery afterwards because you just drank so much sugar. You know what I mean? The sugar yeah. that is in it is, is pretty natural. Um, it's It's solid. It's like, you know, my time energy drink. I mean, this, the last thing I was going to do was have sugar in that drink. It's just so real and so natural for you. But anyway, getting back to the body armor, they sold this to Coca-Cola for $5.6 billion. All right. So it's time energy should be on the shelves under the Coca-Cola brand name for just a little over $6 billion is what you're saying. <laughs> give me give me five years or less. And uh, we'll make an announcement on this time radio, you know, good for them. I got to check with my contacts because they've sent me cases of this. I wonder if I could still get cases from you. Thank you. I hope because I do like the water and I did like the sports drinks. Well, I think so, we just cut a pretty nice promo for him here. Maybe we can get him to sponsor us. Uh, maybe so. Well, you know, good luck to them though. Hey, enjoy that 5.6 billion. Wow. It even beats the UFC sale price. That's very, very cool. Very cool. Speaking about fluids, this is an interesting thing. Um, there was these thieves I've never heard anything like this. Okay. You're scaring me right now. We're talking about fluids and thieves. All well, right. Where's this going? Happened? They went into a restaurant called Atrio Restaurant, and it's okay. in Caceres, Spain. Okay. All right. It's a very famous place that's known for its top-notch wine uh, selection that they keep in the in the thing at, at the uh, in the uh, wine cellar, rather. So they checked into some point last week, and they decided to dine at the eatery that's attached to the hotel where they're at. And at one point, they asked the front desk clerk to serve them more food. The desk clerk ran back to the kitchen, leaving the security cameras unmonitored. And what they did during that time period, they went down to the cellar and they smuggled out seven bottles of wine, including an 1806 Chateau de Guillaume, which you'd have to be a real wine connoisseur to know what that is. It's a dessert wine from the, uh, the Sauternes district of Bordeaux, where they make Bordeaux wine. They checked out Wednesday. They paid with their credit card. The seven bottles they made it off with, which included this 215-year-old bottle, are valued at $407,000. Oh, my God. $407,000. Okay. Wait. The one bottle is valued at $407,000. Okay. They got away with six other bottles from the 19th century that are worth a pretty penny, too. But that one bottle is valued at four. dollars 
$107,000. Question. It's like a piece of art. Where do they sell this? Because you can't buy it on the public market. I doubt there's very many of these bottles and if it gets sold. So there's probably private people out there they have access to, or they're just going to go home and, you know, order some burgers and have some wine. Who knows? Hopefully they didn't drop it. It's incredible. That's I, I that's that's a different story. I, that takes balls. Think about it. That you're going to get away with that. Much less you left your credit card. People know who you are. I don't get it. Yeah, I, I mean, I assume that it's not their credit card, right? Like, I don't get. I don't know. There's yeah, no other some, news to be yeah. able to say that. I don't know. Uh, By the way, uh, Colby says that uh, uh, Trump's going to be at the uh, fight, and um, you know, Trump went to the World Series, saying the MLB. Major League Baseball invited him. <laughs> Major League Baseball denied the fact that they invited Trump to attend the game. All right. It's scuttlebutt. Who knows? We know he's definitely invited to the UFC, of course. So um, it's right in his area. And, uh, you know, he's a friend of uh, Colby's and I, he'll be there to support Colby. I, I assume that's going to be. I mean, case. it's not like it would be the first time that he would come out. So uh, it's definitely possible. Speaking of coming out in a different way, right? Um, White Castle's in the news because mm -hmm. they now, instead of humans making their French fries, mm -hmm. they're putting in robots to make the French fries. What? What? What do, you, what do you mean? Like in the in the restaurant they're making? The restaurant. The fries need to be in oil for the right amount of time. Okay, so uh, they got like an assembly line, essentially. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's but automated. See, employees in fast food restaurants are subject to distractions all the time in the kitchen, hot, sure. noisy things. I mean, yeah, in. that's caught up. They got to make sure it's never right. Yeah. They want to make sure they deliver the fries that aren't too crisp or soggy and just perfect with the right amount of oil. So they they're developed a robot. Um, I hate to say this, Bruce. I, I, I appreciate that attention to detail, but White Castle's French fries are frozen. They plan to roll it out in 10 of their 360 restaurants to see how it works but out. But they're frozen. Like, start I, cutting them fresh and then use high I guess you've got to add oil a certain amount of time. They have their reasoning, you know, whatever. It's not really a high advanced system here. It's a basket that probably gets lowered by a chain and then a timer goes off and it goes beep, beep, and yeah, picks it back up. Like, that's great and all, but, like, let's not... Let, let's start with non-frozen French fries before we get too excited about robots in the kitchen. I am not a, a fan of White Castle. Okay. I love oh, slider burger. That's what not, you crave. I know the, the meat is not to my liking. I love sliders, but I like good quality meat in the sliders. I, I'm sorry. I don't mean to say that they don't eat quality it's meat. It's okay. I just don't meat. listen to you about fast food. You don't even know how to say Chick-fil-A. I'm not a fast food guy. I know. I remember yeah. when you tried to read a story about Chick-fil-A on the show. You're like, you ever heard of Chick-fil-A? Yeah, no, Chick-fil-A. Yeah, I've I never know. heard of Chick-fil-A, yeah, Chick-fil-A, I know. Well, that just goes to show you how I eat, take care of myself. But you know what? Another thing associated with um White Castle is, uh, you know, Kai Penn from the White Castle movies, mm -hmm. right? Cal Penn, yeah. Uh, Cal Penn, right. Always a lady charger, you know, always about, you know, men and girl, the girls and the guys getting together, everything. Um, uh, he just came out that he's gay with his uh, his husband to be and good for him. I love I love when people do that. I love when they can live their lives. So good for him. But there's an example of an actor, right? And the funny he's so funny in his movies. He's hilarious. But yeah. A little bit of People Magazine trivia there. Just happened to come By the way, I love Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. I love Harold and Kumar. And I love the second Harold and Kumar. I love the Harold and Kumar Christmas. You know? Yeah. With the, uh, they're funny. They're funny. They're funny, funny movies. He's hilarious, as is as is the other fellow. Okay. Um, the Las Vegas Raiders receiver, Henry Ruggs. You know, he's being charged with a DUI after the crash left one dead. Oh. You heard about that? I did not. 
Yeah, he's facing 20 years in prison. Ooh. 20 years in prison. Yep, the crash was early Tuesday, around 3.39 a.m. in the morning. Uh, there's no reports on any, you know, if he had alcohol or whatever in a system, but he's definitely uh, being charged, and um, that's horrible. Yeah, that's, I mean, what can you that's say? tough. It's tough. It's tough. I'm not talking about the Raiders and they're playing. It's just no. this is an example, folks, drinking and driving. If that was the case, he is being charged with the DUI. Um, that's why they made Uber, folks. That's why they made friends. That's why they made whatever. Your life can change in a fraction of a second. Yeah, and in hindsight, it's always worth just downloading an app and paying 30, 40 bucks to get a ride. You know what I mean? Yeah, just to be safe. It's like COVID. It's not about you. It's about the people around you at the same time. If that was a proper comparison. No, uh, 100%. It's because, I mean, it's very much a selfish thing to drink and drive. You're not doing the, the, like, literally, you have to do less to be safe. You just press a couple buttons on your phone. You sit and wait. Guy picks you up. You convince him, you know, to... Give him a few bucks to stop at White Castle so you can get some sliders on your way home and have warm burgers in your belly. And then you go inside and it's all done. <laughs> Figure out there how you to get go. your car tomorrow. That's all in a nutshell. Courtesy of TJ DeSantis. Um, Bravo. And I don't even drink. <laughs> Bravo. What did you do with my puncher's chance? Just keep it on the shelf. No, I told you I've tried to bring it to Mexico for oh, uh, that's Roy right. Jones Jr. Yeah, they, they stole it from me. Yeah. Darn it. Okay. Um, Bravo. The network announced uh I don't, I'm not a watcher of this thing, but the Real Housewives shows, now it's going to be the Real Housewives of Dubai. If that is not going to beat out the Orange County, Beverly Hills, money spending wives or whatever they do, the Real Housewives, that's going to be a pretty elaborate. Yeah, there's going to be a different plot twist on that one. A different plot twist. Barry Barry Bonds 500 round uh, home run ball mm-hmm. finally was sold at auction. What How do you much? Think it for? 300,000. I was going to say right around that. And uh, another, uh, I don't know if it's the same car that sold before, but the most famous baseball card of all time, uh, Honus Wagner, uh, his T206 card, which before I say the price, the thing about this card is Honus Wagner was against smoking, right? Mm-hmm. And they used to put these T206 cards in, in packs of cigarettes, but he wouldn't allow that to happen if I have the story correct. Um, that just sold for an incredible $1.1 million. Wow. Yep. $1.1 million. It's a restored card, too. I don't know what. So you know, been what they did there's been there's been like alterations to it to make it pop. Then right. Well, when it's they restored, fixed it. it's it's fixed. Whatever, maybe it was whatever, but it is restored. Whatever restored means. Um, I, I, I see. I find that to be unbelievable. That something that has been modified in some way um, can go for over seven figures. That's crazy. As a collector, I agree with you. I've told you before that you know in gun collecting, like a German Luger, if there's a mismatched part of the 13 parts that need to be matched within the gun or if there's right. a, it's, it's repeat, not it's defective essentially it can go from 5,000 to 500 overnight yeah yeah as it should because it's not whole right right all right to each their own i guess i guess that's the rarity of this card restore and, or otherwise you know yeah supply and demand one other cool thing i found this is the last story for the, the show right now but i remember one year when i had you know like one of my best or my biggest year you know in the past i bought my whole family rolex watches for christmas um including Kristen. Wow. And uh, that was my front line, my offensive line. Mm-hmm. Uh, Keanu Reeves, obviously making John Wick, his offensive line of the stuntmen he works with. Right. So he went out and he bought uh, the stuntman. He dished out four brand new 2020 Submariner watches to four guys in Paris uh, who went to the mat for him on the film. And again, see, I love line. it. I love it I love because that. you know, that's, that's taking care of your team. 
Yep. You know, and that's what it's all about. Because it's, uh, you know, there, there's that old saying, like, either you're going to step on someone or someone's going to boost you up. There, It's impossible to get anywhere in life without stepping on someone or someone helping you up along the way. And, and the ones that help you, you know, do right by them. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, kudos to you, Keanu. I know you're getting paid probably 20, 30 million for the movie. Right. $40,000 in watches is still a lot of money, but it's the thought that counts. As they exactly. say, speaking of the thought that counts, I want to say happy birthday to the legendary greatest announcer of all time. My brother, Michael Buffer, who today turned 77 years old. I was going to say your birthday's in May and I don't know why you're talking to yourself, but <laughs> Michael's pretty good too. The most legendary greatest announcer of all time, Michael Buffer. I have he's, to say. He's, I mean, he looks good Michael's in silver. Like you look good in gold. He looks like a silver. fine ball of Bordeaux. I am like a shot of puncher's chance. Okay. You're more than a puncher's chance. You're a knockout, guaranteed. <laughs> Thanks, TJ. Okay. Well, you're still my producer. Uh, that's why I'm paid to say that. So there you go. <laughs> All right. So that's it for our show today. We'll be back next week. Um, and we'll have a nice guest on, a good solid guest on next week. But I enjoy having a show with you, TJ, once in a while. We can jog back and forth. Uh let me see. Is there anything else to cover while I'm thinking? Why don't you tell us what anything you want to tell us? Yeah, I don't I don't think there's too much. Uh, I'm going to be broadcasting live from the Ainsley Chelsea location in uh, Manhattan on Thursday. If you want to come and hang out uh, with myself and Pearl Gonzalez, we're going to be doing extra rounds. I think we might be in the same spot on Saturday night immediately following the UFC 268 card. Uh, again, it's called the Ainsworth Chelsea location somewhere in Manhattan. Uh, come hang out for uh, extra rounds. Very cool. Very cool. I'll probably be finishing the show. Like that show's going to start at six. I would predict before two. It's going to go on like two in the morning. It's going to be a long night. Yeah. Be a long night. And then I got to catch a nine o'clock plane. So I'll probably just be up all night, get back home. Uh, you get an extra hour that night. We oh, fall back. So I don't know if that's better or worse. Well, I, I thank God for the iPhone that automatically does that because otherwise I'd probably be at the airport an hour early. So right. thank you, iPhone, for your automatic updates. Yeah. I yeah, appreciate them very, solid. very much. Very yeah, be, be careful trying to get out of New York, though. It's the uh, the New York Marathon is on Sunday, so they close down a bunch of streets. Um, Well, I got to get to the airport by 7 in the morning. So oh, they'll be shut down before 7 a.m. Just letting you know. <laughs> You'll have a driver, Bruce. It'll be fine. Yeah, they'll they'll take care of me. Okay. All right. Um, It's time. Energy drinks are proven to be a very big success in the UK where we started an exclusive distribution uh, on Amazon in the UK and at itstimeenergy.com. Check out itstimeenergy.com, folks, because we are going to be here in America on Amazon next month. And then we'll be hitting all the stores. Uh, just waiting year. for my lime flavor. <laughs> Working on two new flavors. I, I got a perfect name for it. It's lime. It's lime, of course. It's lime. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds good. As a matter of fact, they mocked up a can for their Instagram uh, post said uh, it's Friday, meaning, you know, time for Friday. It looked pretty cool. You'd have to see it to, well, to appreciate what I'm saying. I want it to taste like lime. I know you do. You keep putting in your two cents. I'll do what I can. You know, Yeah, I mean, that's all I'm good for is about two cents. Yeah. OK, well, speaking of two cents, I'm going to give you my two cents. Have a great weekend. I'll see you in New York. Hopefully we're staying at the same hotel, so I'm sure I'll run into you at some point. All right. Sounds good. Sounds good. OK, everybody. Set your goals, write them down, learn about them, be the best you can be when you step on that path, when you start your journey, because by being the best you can be and performing at your best, whether you're first, second champion or not, then you're winning because you're being the best you can be. Take pride in yourself, be a role model to your sphere of influence, be honest, be strong and treat everybody with respect. With that being said, have a great week. Buffer out. Please stay safe. That's all I can say. Stay safe, but live and love life. Cheers, everybody.
Hi, everybody. I've had an absolute blast recording your championship intros on audio and also on video. And for those of you that didn't know, the videos can be done special exactly the way you like them because these are green screens and we can do them with a scene behind me. Do you want a fighting scene? Do you want a beach scene? Do you want a race car scene? Any scene you want, we can give it to you. It's your theme and my pleasure. Just write our offices and we will answer you with the exact fee involved and how it'll get done. So here we are, and now it's time, and it's your choice. Cheers! Let's jump into Peppa's world of play. Look for spring flowers, hunt for muddy puddles, and bravely explore exciting places with Peppa play sets. Peppa Pig, inspiring kid confidence.